0: this is the polar star podcast hey and welcome to the polar star podcast my name is lee nason i can't thank you enough for hitting play on my show today this is the very first episode of the polar star podcast so i really appreciate you being here because if you've hit play uh you probably know me personally so i thanks for thanks for watching uh we put a lot of hard work into these shows so far had some great conversations and i'm very excited to bring this first one to you you can find this show on youtube spotify itunes and google Podcasts. please subscribe where you listen Uh, And for all shows that come out of the Polar Star Studio here, please visit polarstarpodcast.com. We have some great things coming out. We're working with some some really talented people who are excited to bring you their shows. And I I cannot wait for you to see what we have cooking here. Today, uh, I bring you a conversation with my friend and colleague, Nick Martin. Uh, He is a local audio engineer, and he has a really great story to tell he's from northern maine and it was actually pretty it was pretty mind blowing how in how similar our stories were and that we ended up in the same profession working in the same place and and that our stories were incredibly alike we come from uh, a, a bit of a smaller town, uh, started playing music young, kind of knew that we wanted to get into uh, something, but were a little on the lazy side, so fell into engineering. He has some great work under his belt that he we were able to talk about. We do uh, enter a little bit of this inside baseball. One thing that we talk about that I feel I could use some definition is that there, we talk about a speaker on stick setup, which is just a little bit different than if you were to go to a show and see a concert where they have the system hanging from the ceiling. Um, a speaker on stick would be what you see at like a wedding, um, or, or in a small bar. And it's basically just that it's a speaker on a speaker stand. And it's a and it's it's how you set up a smaller PA and and it's how most uh audio engineers, you know, get your start or if you're doing corporate gigs like uh summits or or conferences, you know, in hotel ballrooms, you work with a lot of speakers on sticks. So please sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Nick Martin. So what you been up to today, man? nothing woke up came here (laughs) woke up uh at like um two just keeping it tight did a little bit of exercise tight two o'clock yeah yeah still doing the yoga yeah yeah a little bit yeah a little bit of uh, kind of an i found this new yoga routine that i've been doing hotter uh hotter instructor Uh, (laughs) actually like a like a guy that wasn't a no (laughs) yeah (laughs) what have you been up to uh started those classes what classes?
1: Uh, so I've been telling you about the appraisal study. Okay. I bought those books, and I just like I did enough, I did enough research on the back end. The next step to moving it forward is you got to take the um, I don't I don't think it's called accredited, but they got to be like certified through. Anyway, so I found the classes, and of course it's a thousand bucks. Sure. Ended up getting a couple couple hundred bucks off it. It was nine hundred. I got hundred off it. Okay. And just Google, dude. Google anytime you want to buy anything, a subscription to any, just anything in general. Just Google coupon for this thing.
0: Yeah, I try that. I always try that. Do you find them? I went through 15, and I got
1: 10% off on one. Okay. And it
0: worked. Off of like a $900 course. When we're
1: talking, yeah, when we're talking 900, it's 100 bucks,
0: dude. Yeah, yeah. 100 bucks for Google. Thanks, dude. So so the courses are to, um, you want to start appraising properties. Yep. How Uh, long is the course? uh,
1: So the first step is the ones that I just purchased. And it's uh, it qualifies you to be a tr- trainee under under a supervisor. Okay. And uh, just real real quick a recap of what um, uh, a property appraiser does is they it's mostly about looking at comparables. You're trying to find the a fair market value, an opinion of fair market value for um, it could be any scope, you know, shopping mall, uh, single family home, large uh, multifamily home. Okay. Um, what I'm Working my way towards is small single family to small, uh, multifamily. So that's one to four units. Okay, being able to appraise stuff like that—that's called a uh, licensed, uh, licensed residential appraiser. Boom. Um, it's a seventy-two hour, seventy-five. But you hour. said you
0: can do commercial too. You can work your way up to it. Okay, it's like the more time you—it's ha- all based. I'm sure there's a need for. Residential right now because how, how's they're being sold so quick?
1: How's are being sold so quick. Uh, I've been talking to real estate appraisers and they say everything's on, you know, they're waiting they're waiting on their appraisals. Yeah. So yeah. also, I looked up the statistics. The average age of your modern day appraisers fifty years old. Yeah, yeah. Looking to retire and there's no young ones. Yeah. Um. So there's going to be a need to train people. So I All see right. some career capital. All right. Uh, I know a lot of people are into the real estate like selling. Yeah. Um. They want to go that route, but I found about I found out about this through another podcast, Bigger Pockets. Okay. Um I read a great book by uh don't don't fail me now. Uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jos- Josiah smeltzer uh Dream It, Build It, Something Else. Great book. Okay. Um once again. Found out that there's there's going to be a need for them in the near future. There's there's a surplus of experienced guys right now. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it'll be a side hustle, but right now I don't have anything else going on. Yeah.
0: Um, It's the perfect time to build that. You know, it's like you're already doing nothing for nothing right now. You know, so might as well do something for nothing.
1: Got my fill of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean we're coming up on a year of that so just about yeah yeah
1: Yeah, we did a little thing whatever we covered it you know we covered what we had to cover but yeah dude man you do enough of whatever you want eventually you're still doing what you want but you gotta like you gotta build structure into your day sure Um, so how long is the course 75 hours okay that's not bad 75 hours i got six months to complete it on my own time wow i gotta figure out you'll probably knock that right out though uh, I'm making great progress. Yeah. A couple hours a day. Some days I only do 90 minutes. Is there
0: like a textbook that goes along with
1: it? No, Uh, but I did buy separate
0: textbooks. Okay. Most of
1: the information, they ask you to look online. Yeah. Just use your online resources because that's yeah. what you're going to have anyways. So, yeah. Like I said, I spent the past six months buying and reading those books.
0: Yeah. No, you've been into it for a while. You've been into it for even longer than that. Just been holding knew, off you on- You knew that this was, you know, you, you saw the potential and now- the potential is even getting even greater houses. Like, so I have a friend who's trying to buy a house right now and he can't find anything because everybody's, everybody's going like 30% over asking. Most of them cash offers. Yeah. Yeah. And so all these developers, all these, all these, not only developers and not only flippers, but like, like these, these, these investors are coming up and scooping up any property they can get their hands on because they know they're, especially up here, they're undervalued. Mm-hmm. And, and and the value is just going up. They see that appreciation, yeah, is
1: gonna, gonna happen
0: in a big way. Because because Portland's not a city that people were fleeing. You know, Portland's a city that people are are making their way to. So still, it's still growing. But got,
1: you're starting to see which places are getting more popular. I mean, Old Orchard Beach is always going to be Old Orchard Beach. Yeah, there's always
0: going to be like the touristy pole. Sure. Um, and then and then you have like the um, you have you have an elderly population in oob that stay year-round for sure
1: yeah we all know biddeford's not getting any smaller yes so portland's not getting any smaller yes now places north are starting to expand a little bit
0: great so we're i'll just reset here um here with nick uh well let's get out of the way that we do work together at aura but i don't want to dwell because we're not here to represent aura we're here to represent ourselves yes i just want to make that clear not now you know yeah um and and so i uh i want to know kind of how you got here how you got there and um and and just see how that goes so you're from north you're from f- pretty far north Madawaska, maine Madawaska,
1: border town with uh small city i don't know if you can call it a city but edmonston yeah, um uh, Middletown. Public. Yeah, it's a mill town. Both of them. All, both of them are. Okay. Edmundston, New Brunswick and Madawaska, both mill towns. Mill, okay. Mill's still up and running. Is it? Yep. And does not your father works there? Yeah, he's good. He'll be fine. He's got like six more years to less and he's out of
0: there. Okay. <laughs> and has he worked there your whole life? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And does your mom work?
1: Mom works at the post office. Okay. She works for the
0: U.S. post office. Your whole life. Your your whole life. Your dad's worked at the mill. Mom's worked at the post office. Now,
1: Mom worked at a restaurant. They shut down. Oh, okay. A lack of business. Till how long ago? Uh, she worked there 15 years. About okay. three years ago, they closed. Okay. And she looked for something
0: new. So that's straight up small town living.
1: Straight up small town living.
0: <laughs> and that's what you grew up with. That's how you grew up.
1: Yeah, we grew up uh, first. Uh, I think it was in November. We get a two-week break to pick potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> potato Potato <laughs> for- break for real yep <laughs> every year Shut up. <laughs> no i'm serious
0: wow yeah. wow okay so
1: you're you're not kidding no yeah, I, I never did it but you never we, we all got the vacation but now. it
0: was still like even even when you were growing up it was still worked into your yearly schedule this harvest this two-week harvest
1: i been even elementary school maybe elementary school really up? i think yeah
0: it, probably middle school i can't remember at this point but. because there was that window to pick your harvest Yep. And every all hands on deck. All hands on deck. <laughs> every man, woman, and child.
1: <laughs> gotta get those potatoes. <laughs> and start school two two weeks early to get that done. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never even heard of that. Rustic County, man. Do you think different... they
0: still do it up there?
1: Uh I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah. But it's n- just so rooted in
1: the in the culture. It's insanity, man. I mean, <laughs> you're so far up, you're so far disconnected. The interstate ends um interstate ends four hours south of my hometown okay sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's two hours north give or take two hours two hours north the interstate i-95 ends in holton tells you how long it's been since i've been there
0: okay so 95 ends in holton holton is also a border town but it's a little south right yes it's a little toward the coast yep um and then and then it's a two-hour drive north two hours through small towns okay it feels like four. Yeah, <laughs> but that that drive from Holton to Madawaska is all along the border. That's all. That's all a border drive, right? That what? That's like one ten or something. Uh, I don't remember if it's Route One. Yeah, it's we we, we don't pages. need to get hung up on that. But I only know because we went through it with a guest on the Great Open Podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, she she's from up there as well and her grandmother is still in holton and she was saying like she was suggesting the drive to do around there and and i think yeah so she that's why it was on the top of my mind
1: there's two ways actually if you went through mars hill you stay on the east coast or the the eastern side of the the state yeah if you go up through caribou then you're gonna go a little bit more left okay all the way the top flipped over of course for you here but all the way at the top northwestern side is allagash country.
0: Sure. It's just woods and there's no. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she was talking about. Yeah. She's like she there's just woods you drive through, there's hikes, trails, like like just views. A mountain? A mount yeah. Mount Tabuli. Mount Tabuli. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. Uh so what did your summers look like? You know, you just run around the woods? Did you work?
1: Smoking cigarettes in the Kmart parking lot? In high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, in high school. Yeah.
1: Um Man, what did i do what did i do for work worked at that same restaurant my mom did that's okay. my first job as a dishwasher okay <laughs> of course wasn't when, many when did you start that 15 years old okay bought my first car cash all right never changed the oil blew the engine in nine months <laughs> i did the same thing
0: <laughs> you gotta learn i did the exact same thing uh, well what, what kind of car was it
1: pontiac sunfire hell yeah oh man i got made fun of for it but everyone's got a pickup up there
0: yeah okay and
1: everyone's got a pickup up there
0: i remember those pontiacs were kind of tight those pontiacs were were kind of like were down i mean i grew up in the suburbs you know suburbs of boston but one of those pontiacs was a good look <laughs> but you were catching shit uh yeah it was like baby
1: blue and it wasn't a pickup truck <laughs> next vehicle was a pickup truck
0: <laughs> do you ever own um you know snowmobiles or anything like we that afford
1: them, man yeah um we got a we had a four-wheeler there's plenty of four-wheeler trails up there stuff like that to do yeah yeah
0: the um, executives kids could could afford the snow snowmobiles
1: now my dad i feel like we made enough money my dad was just big on putting money away and you know being uh being frugal and okay. not spending money you don't have to spend money on sure um and now he's going to retire comfortably at 60 whatever
0: yeah so were you guys tight when you were growing up you and your parents Yep. and yep. you're are you an only child uh, i
1: got two siblings but my parents are um my parents have been together both yeah. sets of grandparents were both together their whole lives really so i come from a long line of
0: so the whole family's pretty tight are your grandparents up there too
1: uh my grandfathers have both passed away and both grandmothers live in the same hometown yep
0: okay all in northern Maine
1: uh all in Madawaska Ho- whole family uh just the grandparents i got my dad's
0: got like... so did your parents also grow up in Madawaska Yes. Wow. I went to the same high
1: school. Okay.
0: Wow. <laughs> Generations, man. Yeah. That. I mean, small towns like that. I, it's like just now starting to not be that way. But yeah, that they're probably the last generation where you know you you came up with the internet and you're like I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, right? Pretty
1: much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in so many words. Uh, actually, my grandmother's generation is a pretty booming town. Okay. Uh, different times. Yeah. Paper was huge. Oh yeah. Paper mill. It was, come on. Okay. You're right there. All right. And there's the like I said. There's Allagash Country up there. So yeah. And I
0: get there was like plenty of bars in town. Um, I'm picturing I'm picturing it looked like um, like when when uh, uh Marty McFly goes back t- in time, yeah, Back to the Future. Yeah. It's like that old <laughs> town, you know, that 50s vibe. Yeah. Of like a booming, you know, pop in town, going going to get some malt. Yeah, Malt, dude. The malted milkshakes.
1: And it was so much easier to cross the border. Okay. It wasn't like this militant, you know, hard line yeah. that you have to go through months of paperwork for. Just sure. To, um, so you could just, just, you know, skip on over the border, go to Canada.
0: Okay. Um, what Now, what was there to do in Canada? Was Montreal far from there? Yeah, Montreal was Montreal a few Montreal was a right? hike. Yeah. Um, and I don't really been there since i was
1: 20 years old sure (laughs) i'm not allowed to be okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so so we won't go there but um yeah so so you but you kind of grew up so so the generations and then you kind of grew up and it was you know paper paper the mill is still running but it's not like supporting the town like it used to
1: there was it was as long as i was growing up there was cuts yeah and like the union was fighting for and everyone's parents worked at the mill Everybody's parents worked at the mill. Okay, I, I got f- uh, f- four buddies, three buddies in town. I'm gonna go hang out with this weekend. All their dads worked at the mill. Just that was the only in- uh, source of income, and then the things that thrive off, off of that the department store, grocery store, blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened, man, because I don't know. It's that old school economy, you know. It's like yeah. it's like what happened. It, well, it's like what happened with Detroit and the cars, you know. It's like except just a smaller version of it. Are these paper? You know the. You know, logging regulations, cutting regulations, you know, and paper. Shipping regulations. Shipping, paper, just, you know, you're not they're not print magazines or newspapers or as many books. You know, you're just not.
1: Late 1980s, computers came
0: into play. Yeah, you're just not using paper, really. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then you're in high school, and I know, when did you start playing music? Because you play bass.
1: Oh, yeah, I got into it real young. It was like. I was single digits years old when I got my first, you know, mini guitar. Really, I just had that, and I would always I I just thumb around on it. I got serious about it in seventh grade. Okay, I bought a bass and joined a band. We yeah, were, we were all pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we stayed together the the length of my high school career. Wow. Um,
0: yeah, because you've you've told me that by the time you kind of graduated high school, you guys were playing out at bars and stuff, right? Or would, that was another band that was we had you joined in college i never got into the i never got into
1: playing bars until after I graduated college, but we had a couple oh, okay. gigs. It was fun like yeah. the town was supportive. What kind of music were you playing? do rock and roll Ozzy osborne okay a c d c okay, the stuff we listened to growing up sure um yeah, classic rock to a t man uh, little eagles little eagles, yeah parents wanted us to play some eagles, yeah, they loved that <laughs> Guns and roses. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you guys, you guys wanted a little more metal vibes, a little more metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the
1: Devil Horns, <laughs> just the seventh grader just Devil a Horns, strong one, just, yeah, ah, one just good like one, couple, couple good, yeah, yeah. I stuck with <laughs> I stuck with the music. Obviously, we graduated high school. We move on. Yeah, I went to New England School of Communications. Yep, um,
0: and that was in Bangor. It
1: Was in Bangor. Yeah, I lived on. I was living in the dorms, and the floor I was living on, everybody just got real tight. Yeah, because it was all like it was all. Almost
0: all NESCOM students. Sure. Uh, but a big group of musicians, misfits. Yeah. Um So you kind of got in college, you you were able to kind of, you know, you get out of hometown, you move to Bangor, which is the city for you. And it's a big city for it's people like that. C- you up, moved yeah. into the big city. And uh, and you kind of, you you fell into a, a crew of kids that were pretty much doing the same thing, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and so you were able to kind of cut loose and start drinking still Spoken weed yeah. still playing still, <laughs> still playing all the time all
1: right got in trouble in the dorms for playing
0: and then and but and so music so you started playing young it was obviously something that your parents supported oh of course and and then and then you made the conscious decision like well I, you know, I like this and you kind of understood the basics of how sound works and the electronics with sound and gear and, you know, plugging amps and PAs and stuff just from practice and music. And, and so you knew the conscious decision, like I'll be an audio engineer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't just call them like emissaries, people that go to high schools to try to push their students. The recruiters. Yeah. The recruiters. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'd had no plan. I was just going to graduate and start working. Okay. And senior year, at the beginning of the year, a recruiter from Nescom came in. Um, and for whatever reason, they, you know, yeah, they, there wasn't very many of us in the room. But they said, do you want to check this place out? Sure. Um, of course, I was sold. I had no other plans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. What's What's cracking me up is how similar my story is to yours. It's the same. You know, I got my first guitar when I was eight years old. Parents supported it. Uh, started playing in a band at seventh grade, eighth grade, uh, playing, but we were, we were more, we were more like pop punk Blink-182 Green Day. That's kind of what we were playing. Started, started playing shows. Um, it was Boston after all. Oh uh, yeah. It was just, it was a little more of an urban feel, you know, but, and then, but I also grew up into like the era of Jackass. So, oh, yeah. so, we idolized you know d- drug use and throwing our bodies <laughs> around and being little punk shits running around town, causing trouble uh and and then went to college for, for as an audio engineer and found a very similar school. you know, my school was just in Boston rather than Bangor, you know so i just I just think it's so funny how how you know and and we've been we've been working together for the last three years, you know we've kind of gotten to know each other bit by bit, but I didn't know even that much of your story and how. It's it's the same as mine. <laughs> How did you find out about the school you went to? Um, so I it was it was advertised on TV. Um it was so if you like if you like stayed home from school and watched like uh Jerry Springer and Maury and those daytime TV shows, um it was I remember the ad. It was uh do you want to be the ears behind the next big session? <laughs> Come to New England Institute of Art. It was an AI chain by the time I went there, but it was originally uh, MassCom, Massachusetts School of Communications. That's crazy. Yeah. Through a daytime television commercial. Yep. And and um, I was I by the in high school I was practicing. I was playing. I which I also ended up playing bass, and and I was practicing. I I what I was like I was gonna try to go to Berkeley, and be a performer. And then I just was too lazy, and was... require
1: you play. You major in two instruments, I think.
0: Yeah, like that. And, and I just, I just didn't have the discipline to sit and practice anymore, and uh, and I was partying. I was, you know, spending all my money on, on, you know, <laughs> it. By that time, it was like, it was, you know. It was always weed, a little bit, of, but that the, by that time it was like like the we, the little ecstasy pills came on the scene and <laughs> and uh, and 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 we were partying, man. And especially like into high school, it's like you get all that that freedom you feel once you graduate. I just dove into that, and but um, but what happened was I just I don't know. It was just, so those commercials kind of sank in subconsciously, and I just um went and uh, I just went and walked around the campus and uh figured out how to apply that day and was early accepted and started at that school a month after I graduated high school. Nice. Yeah. I got early you know, I got good like SATs and I got all that. Like I was looking around, I was like looking at UMass Lowell and I was looking at Amherst and like they all had good like performance. U Lowell was just coming up with their recording program, but I wanted to go into the city. So
1: real quick, he said
0: you score good in the eight SATs. How was your grades in high school? I was I was a BC student, student. Really? Yeah. What were you? I was scraping by, dude. Really? The bare bottom, yeah. <laughs> I hated it.
1: Couldn't focus. Couldn't read, do homework. Ironically, now I love doing that shit. Really? I love
0: reading, yeah. Okay. I know. I, st- I still can barely read. <laughs> I can barely read. But you, so, so that's funny. So you were, you, you struggled for for grades in general yeah
1: i think i could have used um uh, adderall prescription or something my parents were just so against that stuff
0: see that's uh, so mine were too and then in high school i ended up getting it did one of them push for it no i i pushed for it maybe i should have pushed for. i didn't even know what it was i mean i was selling most of it you know
1: he's still working for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i have a very i have a very different story where i i stayed back i i basically held myself back in eighth grade i passed i failed everything but math Mm -hmm. and i went into honors and so then in i stayed back in eighth grade and i went into honors math and then i was a i was i was a year older than everybody so i was kind of a little year more mature so the work kind of came a little bit easier and I was, and I had a resource period so I didn't have to do school I didn't have to do homework outside of school I had that resource period every year every day I had a resource period that I just did my homework did you leave any friends behind when you held back no I was I wanted to hold myself back because all my friends were in the grade below me anyway oh really yeah That's yeah it's
1: got so much to do with it
0: yeah it really did all my friends were in the grade below me And, um, and so, um, and like the guys that I played in a band with, they were in the grade below me and, and and yeah. And so I just helped myself. I was like, I was like the weird kind of loser. I really didn't have any friends. And so I just, I don't know, just devised that plan, (laughs) you know, and it worked and then school was easy. High school was a breeze. Yeah. So that's, that's why I kind of, I kind of found it heck i've kind of found a cheat <laughs> a, a, a little cheat code in the system that's awesome dude i love it that's awesome yeah so but it's so it just kind of was blowing my mind how similar our stories are and do you that, still talk to these guys these i'm sure you had a small tight group of friends right i did no i kind of lost touch with them as i was in college oh, that's a bummer, man. yeah i lost touch with people as i was in college and then and then kind of lost touch with my college friends as you know the last few years here and you know. Same. Yeah. Hardly talk to him. Yeah. So now now basically it's like you and Murph are the only people I talk to. And I'm hoping to get to know more people here, but uh yeah, that's how it goes, right? You get a little bit older. I things, mean, to, People just people just it's not like a personal thing. It's just people move on in their lives. People get married or they get in serious relationships
1: and they move and they follow work. You know, work is a huge part of it. Yeah.
0: Whatever, absolutely.
1: Whatever puts money in your pocket.
0: Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep friends, it is from prior from a prior life. But you're going up north and seeing some friends next week, you said, or whatever.
1: Uh, no, actually, ironically enough, three of my best friends um, from high school will the three of them lived on the same block, and I would always drive up. I, I, so there was a town in Madawaska. Mm-hmm. Um, there was middle school and all that stuff. The grocery store, everything was in town, like Madawaska proper. Yeah, and there was like a is that right if you call it it's not rural it's rural would be like in in the back like the farms uh what's the one urban right yeah so you can't call it urban because it's not a city but there was like an urban part of it it was, that was in in town
0: it's urban for the area that it is you know it's as urban as it gets there exactly yeah so
1: so they lived there, and I would always go hang out with them and just bounce around from one of their houses or whatever. We'd just hang out all day. Nice. Ironically enough, so we were tight like this the whole time, middle school, high school. Yeah. Um, just recently, the last one finally moved down here. Okay. Um, one of them I had been roommates with throughout, uh, like, we went to the same school together. He did one semester, uh, dropped out, and went to the military. Okay. And then I wrapped up school when he was wrapping up the military. And as that happened, we just kind of moved in together. He we went to school, and Dude, I was working.
0: It's so funny, yeah. Same because I did the exact same thing with Gary. Uh no, with with my buddy AC, didn't end up working out because he had a girl. He had just gotten a girl at the time, so I moved in with him and his girl. Yeah, that complicates things. And he was still active, so he'd be gone for weeks, and it was like me, me and his. Like I was basically just living with his girlfriend. Oh, that's kind of weird. It was a little weird. It's like uh, a- it didn't end well. but it's so crazy it's just blowing my mind how our stories are the exact same so um so they're all down here now yep two of them live in scarborough um hell yeah
1: all recently broken up except one he's with
0: he's with a girl (laughs) that's the way it goes right
1: yeah well well, he's six and a half feet tall not really he's like six he's he's over six feet tall dark skin weighs like 250 pounds all muscle it's hard that sounds
0: good that sounds like he would have
1: it's girl hard friends. for a guy like that to not pick up strange, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, so oh, okay, I see. Uh, so he doesn't have a girl because he was picking up strange. Uh, no, he's the one who does have a girl. The other uh. two,
1: <laughs> the other two are just fresh out
0: of relationships. Sure. Some
1: relationships, COVID things killing relationships, man.
0: It is. It is. I'm
1: just glad I didn't get cucked into fucking opening the relationship. Let's oh, break yeah. up but make it like a year and a half long.
0: Are you hearing people are doing that?
1: On Tinder you see it all the time, don't you? Oh. You don't see that? It's like looking for a fun toy for me and my boyfriend or I mean me I and don't... my hubby looking for
0: You read? You read the things? I
1: I <laughs> I can get the gist of it. In one swipe I can get the gist of it, yeah. <laughs> Just real quick. I'm a quick reader.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So um <laughs> so you, you get your degree as an audio engineer and what was the first work that you get out of school so by now so so let me paint the picture so by now you're, you've gone through four years of school uh you're pretty much a professional at partying yes and school uh it was you know you made school work enough because it was something you were interested in but audio engineer you know you're pretty much a professional partier and you figure out the rest on the fly um, you, it, you get the basics from school: how signal flows, you know, how how the gear work, how gear generally works, and how gear affects your signal. Yeah, and uh, and then you really you you learn you learn most of what you need to learn on the job, be yeah. with the gear that you that they're you're getting paid to to work. You know, um, I mean, do it you was, disagree? I
1: feel like you're right. I feel like we kind of got in in a strange i don't know if it's strange but we kind of got in at a decent time yeah because a lot of the gear was starting to become digital like digital was getting accepted yeah so we were the guys jumping on that new gear and like getting quicker with it faster yes And sure we didn't know everything about how to you know hang a line array yeah um but we adapted to these digital boards pretty quickly yes um i think that gave me a, that might have given me a leg up on like the, in, the intro level my career the first opportunity the first real opportunity i was given uh i got from school they ended up hooking me up with um a subcontractor that did charter cruises uh only so the charter cruises like the jam cruise the ship rock cruise axes and anchors cruise um just a variety of different genres concert
0: concert cruises
1: concert uh centered cruises so they turned the pool deck into a venue they would turn
0: where are you launching out of
1: uh, most of the time it was miami uh sometimes it'd be jacksonville went to catalina once um so i flew into l it was my only time going to la I flying through la lax yeah to get straight to, Ca- to get straight to a ferry to catalina catalina's cool
0: so you did you got to travel a little bit got to travel a little bit hell enough. yeah it was cool man yeah it got that itch out yeah nice that's it, good it was yeah because I I wanted, I thought I wanted to do the same thing in school. You know, I got into school, I wanted to make records. And then I, and then, and like, I remember my first year, my first year of school, uh, my first semester of school, they were like, uh, how is the MP3 going to affect the record industry? and then i graduated and there's no more record industry <laughs> and, yeah, so, <laughs> dude. and so kind of kind of in my second to last semester i started looking at like okay i need to learn more live uh and i'll i'll, I'll i kind of want to cut my teeth on cruise ships like i wanted to do that i didn't get a chance but you did and it sounds like you learned a lot and you got to travel and so when you started um what what was your position when you started? You were working under an engineer. Uh, yeah, just uh,
1: stagehand. They throw you on a stagehand. Uh, it was the same as any, you know, most most venues around. You get your stage manager. You got um, front of house monitors, most of which they, those were subcontracted through. Uh, like my boss would subcontract another audio company. The audio company would provide the engineers, um, and talking to those guys is where I kind of learned. This yeah. not the company directly that I worked underneath, um, because he hired all freelancers, but the companies that he subcontracted. So talking to those guys, that's where I learned the most. The production companies, um, they were uh, that, that audio they,
0: audio rental companies in yeah. specific.
1: Were they b- supplying the gear? They were supplying all the audio gear. Yeah, from the mics to the PA. So
0: so these so these ship venues is basically just a naked venue, and you guys would load in the the whole system. You guys would build the whole system for the show yep. that that was for the weekend or, or the week or whatever that cruise
1: was. You build a festival. You build a couple stages. Like most okay. cruise ships have a um, uh, theater anyways. Yes. And they've got their own show dialed in. Sure. With their own PA and their own Is there own a system VA?
0: installed? There is. In the big theater, in the big room? There is. But okay. every
1: time we would come in on these festival cruises, we would fly a whole other PA.
0: Okay. So they'd
1: have to find points on the ship. And Would you take theirs
0: to. down? You take the install down. Uh, the installs
1: were usually super tight. I okay. don't think we've ever taken one down. We okay. just lay on top. Okay, but you'd have to like pull these fancy wall panels off the show. They have rig. They have grids, and you'd have to find. Yeah, it's complicated. It's not a wide open grid like an arena. Okay, but like you'd find your spot. You'd find your pick points.
0: Okay, um, so you got to learn um, rigging. I didn't get exposed to
1: how um, a show flies until I started working for production services in Maine okay and they taught me everything about that working for these cruise companies that was the audio side okay like learning the names of mics man my first cruise dude said bring me a hi-hat mic i brought him the wrong kind of mic that's all i said bring me a hi-hat mic (laughs) brought him the wrong kind of mic he threw it back at me said bring me a hi-hat mic (laughs) holy shit (laughs) oh man i gotta figure this out yeah so i learned the names of mics real quick
0: just throw it in your face
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he threw it back at me
0: (laughs) You remember what it was?
1: Fifty-seven. That's you why he up. threw it at me. Yeah, <laughs> Hi, I remember fifty-seven.
0: <laughs> That's very funny. Well, he was testing you too. You know, it yeah. was like the first thing he asked you to do. He wants to argue. Uh, does he, he? And then he knew exactly where you were. He knew exactly where I was. He saw you. And but, then he and then he came to you though. He then he was like, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, um asking people, man. Most of the time is just asking people on my downtime. My downtime going to the stage anyways.
0: But so you got a little spanked right away, and you're like, Oh, I have a lot to learn. Yeah. Okay.
1: It happened quickly though. And as I was saying, like being on the ship, there would be downtime, but I would spend my downtime. I'd talk to the engineers, be like, hey man, I'm not sharp with this thing. Yeah. Do you mind hanging out with me for like 20, 30 minutes before wow. we start on deck? And that were takes cool with that. That takes balls. To so just did ask it, these guys? Yeah. I was actually really good. I was very social. When I first broke in, I was like, you know, puff, what do they call it? You know, big eyes, puffy tail, because um, I was a server in college.
0: Okay. So I was just always being bubbly and fun. Yeah. And that wore off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you, after you hit a couple couple crabs, a couple uh, crabby guys.
1: 22 years old, you about, yeah. yeah. Once, I really, once I really started to get some traction in the audio industry, that kind of bubbliness
0: wore off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
1: it worked for me in the beginning.
0: It's good. I I that was that was not a skill I was great at was asking. You know, I always so I intern I ended up interning actually interning in a recording studio. And so I did I got all of that stuff. I I my hands was my hand was held a little bit more because I had a lot more one-on-one time with the engineer in the studio because we would we would um well A Our school was really in-depth, and I got to work in three, four different studios in the school before I got any work outside of the school. And so in school, we were recording, you know, all we were every everybody I knew had had a band and we were just recording each other in school. My whole my whole my whole college career was recording my friend's bands and then going to parties where they played. Yeah, that was that was the whole thing,
1: dude. That's the same. We went to the same school.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and so I got I got to learn a lot of that. I got to learn. I got I got analog signal flow really down. I I got to know mics and and I got to know all that stuff kind of. So I didn't have that embarrassing moment a little bit when I got out. Bringing up the wrong mic. Yeah, because <laughs> mic and you know mic and a kit is mic and a kit is mic and a kit. No matter where you kind of no matter where you put it. Yeah. You know, you'll use higher end mics in the studio than you will live, but kinda no matter where you have a drum set, you're using similar mics. So um, and I mic'd and then in that in that studio I, I, I interned at, we mic'd a lot of drum kits. I mic'd <laughs> a lot of drum kits. <laughs> and uh and so i really got you know but and and then i got good at it i got quick at it and then i got we got to try some weird things with the engineer you know we got to uh, let's see what a room mic sounds like here you know let's see what a room mic sounds like here with with a thing over it let's see what it you know and 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 then he really kind of showed me you know how compression works and how these things you know work and how and how to actually be an engineer so sit behind a desk how to sit behind a desk and so um yeah so i i owe a lot to to that actually uh james willits um he's i think last i saw he was working with for npr um but he i i owe a lot i owe a lot of my education to him because in school, you know, you, yeah, you learn, but you kind of learn how to learn from the next guy. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, and we, we but. Um, was it a four-year program or was it a. It was a four-year program. It was a four-year program. Yeah. yeah they, they offered both, but I did the four. Why did you go with the four-year program? My mom pushed me in toward the bachelor's degree. My mom really wanted me to go to school. My whole my whole high school was just prep for college. She, my mom was very a lot of pressure to go to school. Was she? What was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, she she went to Amherst in the eighties and she didn't get a degree, and she I think regretted it. And then and then she she went back to school. Now has a couple masters and is is a teacher, but uh, she just really valued education. And That's wanted good. me to go to school for something. Did your were your parents similar? Uh, no, because they were kind of. They wanted small me to town. get
1: into a trade. They're a just trade. like, just find something useful to do. I was a middle child, so I was always the you know fuck up. You know, I was always <laughs> okay. Just you're not as good as your brother is. My brother is smart. He's book smart. Oh, really? So my I think my parents were just like get the fuck out of the house, <laughs> find something useful to do. Wow. And don't come back unless it's Christmas. Wow. Okay.
0: It's, see, c- though That's completely different. I was the oldest, so I was like just... I was the golden boy. Always. Oh, you're the oldest? Yeah. I thought your sister was older. No, my sister's five years younger than I am. Oh. Yeah, it's just me and her, too. We had some stepsisters, but they weren't full-time in the house.
1: Um. Wow. Yeah. And what, what was your growing-up situation? Did you guys live in the city? Suburbs. So... Is your mom raised you? Oh, just your mom raised you.
0: We had a, I had a stepfather, but he was detached. Okay was he yeah. Was he around? Like mentally he detached, was, a, or was he, he, he was around and mentally detached okay. and and disciplined through my mother. He never really had much direct direct influence. He always worked through her, which was a lot of pressure on her. That must have been a lot of mom. Must be a strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's pretty badass but um so you're on cruise ships yep you're now so when you get out of cruise ships are you engineering shows
1: um i got given the opportunity to engineer early on on the cruise ships and i tanked yeah and he he left me there he's like you're front of house on this stage finish it make it happen <laughs> was
0: it a side stage
1: uh yeah yeah sea yeah, stage Okay. Um, so that put a lot of pressure on the other engineers on the ship, but these guys like they let me hear it. They teach me something, sure. And
0: of course, like you we'd gotta be fuck out. it up, man.
1: You gotta yeah. fuck it up to learn. Like they teach me these things, and like you learn with the prep. Like you're sitting there, you're sweating. The show has to happen. You yeah. don't know how to do something, and you got to make this happen. Yeah. Um, and like we do it. And then at the end of the day, everyone's on the, you're, you're in the same ship. There's only one bar to go drink at. You know, It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Everyone's oh. going to the casino. So we all go there and like, whatever, they'll crack jokes, they'll rip on me, and then they'll pat me on the back so you did good. Yeah. Let's do it again tomorrow. You pulled it through. Pulled it, it through. It didn't cave. Did, d- that was the biggest thing. There was sound. You don't have to be a genius. You just have to not crack under the pressure. Yes. You don't have to know everything. No. You just need to be able to sit in the hot seat. Yes. And I think that, that willingness uh, is what got me.
0: They you held know? your feet to the fire.
1: Yeah, you want to be here. Be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was early, early on. You, you, they, they set you up to fail, and you failed. And I failed. But you didn't. You didn't cave. I
1: didn't crack. No.
0: You just your your skills weren't there, and you saw what you didn't know.
1: Yep. And that kind of pressure, like you never learn better than when you're under that kind of pressure. Yeah. Um. So I learned quick.
0: Yeah. And then, um, the cruise ship thing. I think I did three seasons of that. And and but so but you you weren't you weren't like like just you weren't there to engineer anyway you were there as a stagehand and you just were trying to get these opportunities that, that as you could in that environment yes
1: okay yeah jumping from stage to stage just like the eagerness to um the eagerness to learn i think is what where where i learned because some of the engineers were cool some of the engineers didn't want to talk to me yeah and i picked up on it and like
0: i same I, it's the same now you know yeah. it's the same in in the environment we're in now You know, some guys come in friendly, feeling good. You know, they got their show dialed in, so they're down to shoot the shit with you during the day. A lot of guys want to talk.
1: A lot of the guys (laughs) want to talk.
0: Because they're on the bus with the same people Every single show, <laughs> they've and,
1: already told their stories to everybody.
0: Yeah, that
1: their stories dialed in. But <laughs> yeah. Everyone's heard it a hundred times.
0: Yeah, so they <laughs> a lot of guys come in and want to talk, and then yeah. there's goes the guys that you're like, you know, it's all in that introduction. and It's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, and it's either hey, da, 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 or it's good. Yeah, and and, and then they say, I need this, this, and this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always I there's there's value in both.
1: Yeah. Um I mean it also depends like the young some of the older guys want to teach. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking for somebody young that they can just share their wealth of wisdom with. Yep. Their wealth of knowledge with. Um and if you're willing to help them, yeah and give them what they need and just kind of be around,
0: yeah. They'll teach you stuff. So then you get off cruise. You do that for three seasons, you said? Yeah. The season
1: was um November through um february march
0: there'd be some like you make okay able. money doing that
1: money was okay um money was okay it kept me afloat because there wasn't an, any business at all in i'd come back home so i'd yeah. fly back to
0: bangor yeah um and there's no you did what did you do when you came back for, to bangor did you find did you have work the first
1: six months i held on to a serving job okay so i'd come home and i'd serve but as soon as i graduated i started putting feelers out for companies around so I found um, one of the big stagehand companies, Production Services of Maine.
0: Yeah. Uh, and i just jump on every call I could get. They must have been p- kind of recruiting out of your school, right? They were
1: not. No? No. Really? Um, they didn't have any formal, like it was all mouth of word. Or, or, excuse me. It was all w- sure. w- word of mouth. <laughs> and I found out about this company. I went to one of my instructors. I was like, hey, is there anybody around here who does this? He's yeah. Like, Here's this guy's phone number. Give him a call. Tell him you want to work as a stagehand. And I actually I actually valued the fact that I worked as a stagehand for three years. Yeah. It's like when you're on the very bottom. Yeah. And you get treated. Like, you see how all these other guys treat the guy on the bottom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You kind of learn how you like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a rite of passage. Yes. And doing that is necessary if you want to work in this industry. Absolutely. Um, and I learned a lot there. Um, That didn't pick up until, like the end of my first season so the first year was pretty rough uh i wasn't making a ton of money i was still serving part-time to the with, restaurant I wanted to with to psm go. um yeah they just i mean i started in march yeah and they they might have had a couple gigs and then it was just nothing so the cruise business is done i have my one gig here uh and then it's just nothing for six months you're drinking uh no actually a, f- a strange story um at that time a uh, an older is an older gentleman. Yeah, but he played guitar and he liked me, and I lived down the street. Um, and he let me smoke cigarettes, and I started smoking really young. So we'd smoke cigarettes in the basement, play guitar, hang out, and he'd feed me beers and drive me home at the end of the day. All right, we probably hang hang out like every other weekend for the last two years of my high school career. Okay. Um, and when I graduated college, my girlfriend kicked me out of her mom's house because I had I didn't have my, my eggs in a row. And he was living there. He moved down to Hampton. and He was like, Hey, man. Um basement's free. He's like, stay with me until you get get on your feet. Okay. So for six months I stayed with him. Right. And eventually he's like, oh, we're gonna start turning this place into an in law
0: apartment. You know? You gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. Good though. Somewhere to land when when you had nothing else going on. Did he ask you for rent? No. Really? No. Wow, dude. Good for you. I would do things where I could.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was just like a like a good dude doing a solid thing.
0: Nice. Uh, and I've never been able to
1: pay him back for it,
0: but I'm sure sh- I, knowing you personally, you've passed it on.
1: That, that, yeah.
0: that wasn't a payback situation. That w- that was a pass on situation.
1: Yeah. When you can net, when you know, you'll never be able to pay that person back. Yeah. It's definitely you, a pass had, on situation. That's,
0: he knew that going into it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Guaranteed. So, it. I mean, after that, and then everything just started to pick up traction found another, uh, AV company up in Bangor. Uh, oh Bronson, really?
0: Oh yeah yeah okay so i worked for that they, that braveman yeah. bought him out yeah but i worked for the guy for two years before that okay and that was smaller stuff that was smaller pas uh yeah that was JPLs, he wasn't man. hanging anything that was speakers on sticks speakers on sticks more corporate style yep ballrooms stuff like that yep Livalis. were you working with projectors and working with projectors yeah yeah that's yeah. where i got
1: I cut my teeth on that
0: okay um and just like the general av dude you know, jack of all trades guy uh, again <laughs> crazy Cause, cause my my first work was in festivals, but on land festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up I ended up it was a little bit of a different story because I ended up uh like it was kids that I was in school with that were throwing the festival, so I ended up kind of just jumping right on engineer. But I did stagehand for the city of Boston, uh, and then the state of Massachusetts uh, doing on all their and the Hat Show and on and then and then. And then, uh, the funny thing is, is that my last, my last year of college, I got hired by the state of Massachusetts, uh, to, uh, run a system around and show children's movies in state parks. <laughs> and so I learned how to use a projector. Nice. And then when I graduated, um, I got a job with uh PSAV, basically swank and then PS, and then PS bought it. But, uh, same. So same. Same as that Bronson work. Bronson was, you know, just the taking the stuff up here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. General AV. That's. I think that's general also AV. another.
1: If you're gonna specialize, you gotta. Ha- you gotta dip your feet in AV in general.
0: Yeah, we are. You know, we embody the new progression. Like, like before us in the '90s was in the '90s and early 2000s. You still had the guys that would you know start working for a club for free get scooped up by a tour that they got along with personality wise Mm -hmm. and learn on the road yeah that became no longer an option because they couldn't these tours touring became more of an industry so they only brought people out that they were paying to do multiple positions basically yeah and so that wasn't really offered to us anymore so then we kind of had to go to school to get that training and then you get out of school and the only place the only places that that'll pay you uh basically you know minimum wage is are these general av outfits yep yeah it's just the new way that's how it goes now. And even then, the school that I went to didn't try to
1: connect me with local outfits. I had to find them on my own. Yeah. The school I went to had a short list. I'm not sure if they, they did the same thing for you. The school I went to had a short list of companies, Carnival, Norwegian, um, uh, Claire, Global Audio, and they would set us up, the graduating class, up with interviews. If with I
0: them. asked, probably could have happened. Oh, really? I I didn't ask. I'm sure I there just, was some opportunities. I'm sure there was. I found... I. That, that state of Massachusetts gig. So early, early on, all through college, I would do uh summers uh for with the city of Boston. Love that crew. We would do stuff. Um, it was the City of Boston special events, and we would do stuff at, at the at this at the city hall, and then like we would set up staging for parades or little speakers on sticks for like the governors or like the mayor to speak or whatever, you know. And um, and then and then my roommate in college had that state gig w- where he was showing uh, the children movies in state parks. Five days a week, you show kids movies in state parks. It was forty hours. It was forty hours a week. It was full time. I'm dr- load it. Load the truck up. It, or the truck stayed load loaded. Uh, drive the truck to a state park. Unload. Set it up. Show the movie. Pack it back up. It was three of us and and park it for the night and grab it in the morning
1: that's awesome yeah 12
0: (laughs) it was it was noon to midnight
1: uh that's a long day five days a week that's the that's the life we live now
0: yeah and so uh so my roommate had that job he was leaving he gave it to me basically he's vouched for me i got in um hit a couple cars in the truck you know it was a funny (laughs) summer
1: what kind of truck they have you tossing that around in
0: uh it was 25 feet bar printer bumper
1: That's a good truck to learn in. You gotta learn how to drive a truck that size. Yeah,
0: I hit a few cars.
1: <laughs> it's Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah, driving downtown Boston.
1: Driving downtown Boston. I wouldn't I wouldn't even do that in my personal car. A l- little tiny wagon. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll park it in like New Hampshire and take the train in. <laughs> so um it's just so funny. So now so now you're so now you're at Bronson. because I, I learned, I feel like I learned really the most in corporate A V. Because they because that's where they really just are like, "Here you go, you know, here's a full system in an empty room, go make to it happen. yeah, make this Make the clients paying us a lot of fucking money, so you better do it right too, you know? yeah,,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, not in so many uh in so many words, yeah, yeah, um I mean, I feel like I was worked really hard, like really, really hard, like there was definitely strong links and weak links, yeah, um and I kept, I got
0: all the work because I just worked the hardest. Yep.
1: Now my knees are fucked.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I went through the same thing with PS. That's why I left with PS. I, I, um, you know, I got hired by Swank and Swank, Swank, uh, was a better company, uh, but they were the number two nationally, uh, and they trained their guys well, you know, they had all the higher end, uh, hotels and, um, And they just got they got bought out by P.S. and P.S., you know, would hire these guys with less experience and no and they wouldn't train anybody. And and so I just felt like these guys coming in, you know, it was like I there was it was a lot on me. And I just felt like I was um, I just felt like it was. You know i was picking up slack i was going so we were in hotels we were contracted into hotels so i would go to the same hotel most of the time Mm -hmm. but even like like there were a couple other hotels that like to bring me in and for like overnight sets for for the next day like like something would end and then we'd have to change the whole hotel like like 30 rooms we'd have to change yeah there's like a crew of like 10 guys you know but it's like you'd have to change the, you'd have to flip the whole hotel for a different conference the next week who bought different packages, you know? And so, uh, and I felt like I was leading those crews in other people's hotels. And like, it was just like, I, I'm supposed to just show up and take instructions and and I'm getting handed paperwork. I'm like, this is not the way this is supposed to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but when you're first getting into it, like, before you have that confidence to walk in and say, I'm worth this. Yeah. When you get hired, because that's when it all happens. Yeah. You walk up to the company, you say, I'll provide this service for you. Yep. For this rate. Yes.
0: And then, um, you know. I, I de- You're right, though. I definitely, at the end of that experience, I had the confidence to say that I'm worth more. Yeah. And the competence, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It's equally, if not more important. Yeah. No. Okay. So then, you, So then you were with Bronson... And you were doing Bronson and PSM at the same time?
1: Yep. Yep. I balanced those out pretty good. Like they'd see me in the same arena. We'd yeah. cross paths. I'd be like, hey. He's like, yeah, I thought you said you could work today. I'm like, no, not this one, man. Yeah. Check the schedule. So we'd have we'd butt heads a little bit, but it only happened like I can count on one
0: hand how many times that happened. But he was cool about it. And there's only well, and there's only so much of a labor pool, and there's only so many companies that are doing the work you know so especially up in bangor yeah when
1: braveman brought it out braveman and mike were tight
0: yeah they'd talk about it <laughs>
1: yeah they're like listen i need nick this weekend I, they're like no no no. this is once i was good and when, once i knew what i was doing well yeah once once they were like
0: one. i i need you know yeah i can't be there so i need somebody i can trust yeah they would hash it out so
1: okay. once braveman
0: br- brought it like so they, how long how long did it take to get to be that guy you know two years two years yeah two yeah. years balancing all three and so now you're about five years into your career in general. Shoot, over two oh, years, three
1: years in, man. I graduated. Two. Wow, two thousand. I graduated school in two thousand. Because you did three
0: seasons, so that's like a year and a half on cruise ships.
1: Yep, and as I was as I was saying, I balanced all three. Oh. So it was cruise ships in the fall and and winter.
0: Oh. And then it was
1: um, AV when I was home. It was all at the same time. And it was, uh, yeah, but it just staggered out nice. Like the PSM busy season was on when the cruise season was off. Okay. So it was easy enough. Great. Um, Sorry about that. You're right. Um, So that worked. I just, I could balance them all. And it was cool, man. I had like reputation because I was doing the cruise thing and um, I was always there. Everybody knew me.
0: Big fish, small pond. Up Big in fish Bangor.
1: small t- pulp, small pond up in Bangor, yeah, good for you yeah
0: and then and then we're coming up to um pretty much when we met,
1: yeah, like a- that was four years in twenty seventeen I uh, moved down to Portland, and then we met at the hotel
0: yeah so so I'll set that up so um so when we met, I was working for another general a v company i had I had left Boston. Uh I left PSAV and I did I did uh, some other general work. I was like in an office and I was at work, worked for a college. And then um and then I get up here and when I get up here I get a job with a general A V company called uh Headlight A V. They're great. I they have great they have a great warehouse. Um they're they're more visual oriented. Um and and I knew my, by that time I knew my way around projectors. I knew my way around full systems. I could, mm-hmm. I could one man a show. I could one man a full, like couple projector, full PA. And I was one man in a lot of their stuff, one or two men in a lot of their stuff. And, and cause by that time I had a lot of experience. I showed up to that interview with, with a uh, PowerPoint. Of, okay. How uh, many
1: years were you with PSAV again?
0: I was with PSAV for two years. Okay. And then, and then I did college and, 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 and then it was another year um that i did I did like a summer with a college and then a year with um in in an office or eight months in an office um working uh uh Crestron systems oh, okay in an office and so um uh which great job they're twenty twenty an hour for guaranteed forty just what happened four, to that i was I, I, when when I wasn't dialing in extensions on a Crestron system, I was sitting in a cubicle, and I fucking hated it. Oh, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough to pull a plug. So I was doing that, and I was like, I gotta get out of Boston, and and that's when I moved up here. And then I got in with Headlight and worked there for two years, and then so, so Headlight is is the the primary provider for uh, the holiday and by the bay, which is where. Well, yeah. So I am setting up a show there, and I had been setting up shows there for for just about two years, and I had never seen you, and and you are rolling tables around in the ballroom, tables and chairs. Yeah. So you are you are doing <laughs> you are doing what's called banquet s- s- stuff. Yep. You know, and 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 you are setting up tables and chairs in the ballroom, where I was rolling in with the headlight crew, and we were we were. Uh, we had, we had screens installed in the ceiling there, so they would drop down and we would hang projectors from the ceiling and then, and then run our whole speaker on stick system. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I remember this guy, Tony, who was with headlight for decades. I remember uh, Tony. Cool. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> Love Tony. And so, um, nicest guy too. Just oh, yeah. always nice. Always happy. Yeah. Just happy to be there. Yeah. I remember, he would always talk, I, I remember once I, he's like, uh, <laughs> my wife doesn't like me make co- making coffee at home because I make a mess. <laughs> so I, I had to get a Keurig. <laughs> he was scatterbrained, you know, but the nicest guy. And, um, and, uh, and Tony is like, hey, that guy over there. And you, you, you were walking around, you had slick back hair, like, like <laughs> gelled to your head. <laughs> <laughs> like it looked like like you had comb grooves in your hair you know you, you hit the same <laughs> grooves every day like it was trained you woke up like that and uh and, and he's like that guy over there uh does a lot of work with and because we were all talking about aura how mm. how asylum was getting pulled down and they were building aura how mm. it had multiple rooms and and it was going to be a big deal And he's like, and, and I think it was generally known that PSM was doing the install. And, uh, and he's like, he works with PSM. Um, he, and and then he, he, that's all he said to me. I was like, oh, okay. And and I was like, and I went over and introduced myself to you because I was, I was always on the lookout for bigger work. You know, I was kind of getting sick of ballrooms at that point. I was getting sick of driving a van around, you know, pulling decks out of a van mm-hmm. i was just tired my knees hurt my my hips hurt you know like i i was you know those springs those springs you work 80 hour weeks you know in the spring because they don't hire more people because you got to keep them on in the dead season too and i was just getting tired of it it's working you to the bone yeah squeezing every last drop out of you yeah and you know and i'm i'm almost 30 at that point and, and I'm, I'm too young to be getting burnt out and I was feeling it. And so I, so I was like, I was, came over and introduced myself to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have much to say, but you were nice. And then I remember I caught you outside. I think you helped us push something and I caught you out, caught you at the door. I was like, do you know anything about, about this, about this aura coming up? He's like, yeah, actually uh, I'm, I'm getting yelled at that. I'm not working here and not there and doing that install uh i'm like well it's gonna be a big deal it's gonna be a big room in town um you know keep your ear out and it's gonna it's gonna be worth looking at and you're like yeah yeah yeah. i'm definitely thinking about it thinking about it and then and then uh how do you remember how, what, what
1: well at this point when i first moved down to portland just the people some of the people i know i was actually I was good friends with the old sound guy because uh, we worked together with PSM, yeah, and they gave him the boot. And I don't know, I don't want to get into the details because I don't know him. But sure. I know they gave him the boot and hit his next one down was given that position. Okay, um, and this, this and this is at Aura. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to drop the names though. No, no, no. Um, nope. The next one down was in that position, and I was a mutual acquaintance. And then we just kind of hit it off, and she wanted me to be uh, her second. Yeah, she wanted to give me an audio position. Yes. And she said, just hang around. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Do what you can to stay afloat until then. So at this point when we're talking, when I first met you, I would already had an in there.
0: Oh, you were playing it tight to the chest when we were talking.
1: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I didn't have any
0: power. It's fair. I didn't have any. I didn't have any cards in my hand. I was. You played it right. Half of audio is politics. Yeah. Knowing what to say and when when you can say it. I guess that's half of the that's half of the career. Production in general, production in general, life in general.
1: Let's be honest. So that's where that's where I was when we when we first met.
0: Um, but okay. Had we not met, you weren't my first call either. Sure. Um, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. I you met me pushing cases at the Holiday Inn. I met a lot of guys pushing cases around. Yeah. Um, but
1: when it came for this thing to kick off, uh. We
0: don't need to get too deep into it.
1: The, yeah, the first crew uh, ended up leaving for the most part, yeah. and it was just me and whoever I could hang on to at that point. And I had some resources. PSM was around, and I had an okay relationship with them still at that point. But not you're
0: great. pretty much the only guy hired by the club at this point. Yes. In-house.
1: Yeah. Okay. More or less. Yeah. Um, And once again, probably not going to get into the specifics, but more or less, yes. I'm the only employee of the club I called around and asked a couple people if they wanted to come
0: yeah and I I hit you up randomly I had already put my two weeks in and I was trying to reach out to state and then and I was trying to reach out to your predecessor and I wasn't hearing and so I had your number and I just hit you up like do you know anything about this like I, I was I was in touch and then I wasn't and I would really like to get my foot in the door because by now I'm coming to the end of my two weeks i don't have anything lined up Uh, i have a date at thompson's point that's all i have and i and i'm and i'm at the end of my two weeks i'm i'm out of a job i just was done and uh and here you tell it
1: uh i just i like i said you weren't the first call yeah and you i don't remember exactly like when when you had reached out last but i was in a pinch and I needed a, another audio engineer. I texted you. It was for like the next day. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was almost without hesitation. Like, yeah, I'll be right there.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. A call time. Yeah. So, so what it was, was I had a, I had a date booked. So I actually, I, I had a date booked at Thompson's and, and it was supposed to be my last day at headlight so i was supposed to do morning at headlight and and out at thompson's point and you hit me up the day before and you're like i need a monitor engineer and if you crush it it's yours like i need a guy i'm 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 out of options (laughs) i need a guy at a desk tomorrow yeah and i had two jobs that i let know i couldn't do it and and i got behind that desk a desk that I didn't even know existed until i was <laughs> standing behind yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and we've been there for the last three years, four three years. years. Yep. You moved up. Now you're my boss.
1: So kind of. So many words.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> we're Pierce. We're we're all equal there. That's the thing. Is that we just we just I just I just work with the people who tell me what time things happen.
1: That's one thing I noticed about the three of us is like the strength is in, and this was actually a big thing. I was always like preaching it to the guys that fell off before you and, uh, Pete. Yeah. Uh, I was like, our strength lies with us getting along and working together. Yeah. And as soon as that breaks that we lose, we lose what we have. Exactly. So that's always been the strongest thing. So as long as you have a tight, tight knit group, And you butt heads, you don't get along, whatever, opinions change, whatever. It doesn't, we grow, you know, you grow in different ways, but you know what's important. What's important is that you have each other's backs for starters. Yeah. Um, And that you can work cohesively to make the thing happen.
0: Yeah. And you and I just ended up working really well together where, you know, we're not always each other's cup of tea, um, but we do respect that we both know like when we say we know what we're doing that can be trusted yes and that's the bottom line is like we can just be like all right there's the line don't cross the line and because i got it i got i got it from here yep and that that's always been how we work together and it's all it's been great it's been working out it's been really it's been really really great um i feel like we now we're holding down a a really strong stage and a really strong venue and and, um can't wait to get back to it yeah yeah you know i'm really i i just i'm a take charge kind of guy so that's why i ended up where i ended up um i miss engineering i don't engineer as much as i used to um i miss it a little bit you know it's fun dude i'm more paperwork now it's a fun it's a fun job yeah i've been engineering here you know it's what i've been doing you still get your uh where you that engineer itch get to make make things happen a little bit this room's <laughs> this room's all switches at this point uh, isn't that the goal though yeah
1: was <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same thing with the other desk you walk up yeah you lay a couple things down on a good day you tell people where to lay things down and then it's the same thing load those, a file.
0: those are the good days where sit you just, down where you just tell people. well what I've really enjoyed and so when I got in there um I kind of I kind of saw that there was a hole in stage management. And there was a hole in, in direction and somebody stepping up and saying what needs to done and how it needs to get done and when it needs to get done and, and being the point guy for tours to work with, because you had to get separated away and work with front of house because you know, the system you And I didn't realize how much attention front of house guys need. Yeah. They need to be, they need their handheld all day where, as a monitor engineer i'm physically next to the stage uh and i and i i had the more more of an opportunity to um work with the stage hands and make sure that everybody's doing things to our standard making sure that nothing gets broken you know nothing gets that make sure that this brand new gear that we were given to work on which is which is you know every engineer's dream is to work a new venue you know, and we got to do it really early in our careers, you know, we're spoiled, And so to keep that fresh and to keep, and to keep those, keep, keep these, you know, keep these monkeys in line yeah. and not in a derogatory way. You know, I, we, you were a monkey at one point, you know, yeah. I was a monkey, you know, and I need to be keep, uh, kept in line. You yeah. know, I, I broke plenty of gear figuring out how to not break gear. <laughs> and, um, And so kind of my favorite part has been being able to bring the labor in-house and and keeping work for, you know, people who work well, you know, and not just who have either been doing it the longest or know the right people, but people who have shined. And 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 there's a few guys that go to the school that you go to that we got to, you know— help get help get that leg up into a career you know have the have this spot on their resume have a couple of these older guys who have been around town who 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 you know are willing to work with younger guys because that's also a challenge Mm -hmm. working for working for a younger man yeah some
1: some guys are easier some guys are cooler about it than other ones
0: yeah Um, but that's been the best part for me is like keeping you know giving keeping people working working jo- working these shows being a good host when when these tours come to town that's that's been the fun part
1: you want to be the venue they want to go to because we were given a you do you want to keep going down this road
0: we might as well and
1: we'll wrap it up we we're given the opportunity like you said it's a new venue yeah so we were getting acts one step up so acts that would be playing 10k you know yes they, they would be playing the room up yes would come down to this room just because it's newer yes the rooms were acts we might
0: never see there again. Yeah. But we were given that unique opportunity. And I think that was really cool. And we always had that focus to be the room that people want to come back to. Yeah. And we've, and, and we've seen that pay off. Yeah. We've had crews come back and like, we, we like, this wasn't the stop we had to make, but we wanted to make this stop. That's the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's the room you want to be. Exactly. And that's why, you know, and it's like, I know, um, you can't, we don't, we we don't represent the establishment in this capacity but i feel like we have such a pure vision for it where we just want to be happy and make other people happy and have easy days yeah and so that's why i feel good talking about it same yeah um but yeah uh but now i mean you're you're you know a1 systems tech looks you're, good on the resume you keep that room together you know, you keep, you keep the, you keep the gear moving, you know, and you keep the gear working and, and it's working well.
1: I love it, dude. Love my job. Love what I do. Can't wait. Once again, I can't wait to get back to it. Um, but finding, you know, just taking the opportunity to see this w- for what it
0: is. Yeah. This time we're given essentially. Yeah. Um, well, and to have that side hustle and that be able to develop that side hustle where you really didn't have the time to in a normal year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would never, I would just be too tired.
1: Uh, I'm quickest and sharpest in the morning. And like, if I'm getting home at two o'clock in the morning and. You are now. I'm quickest and sharpest <laughs> in the morning now. Yeah. A lot of things have changed, I think, in the past year. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of, th- I've, you know, m- matured, I think, quite a bit. Yeah. Um.
0: Personal life.
1: Yeah. I think it's just getting older, like doing older person things. Sure. Like going to bed earlier. And well,
0: you're <laughs> 30 now.
1: 29. Turned 30 29. this summer. Um, feeling it for sure. Like I said, my knees.
0: Yeah. Um, when you're, when you're the, when you're the workhorse of the, of, you know, the work site, when you're, when you're the guy with young legs and young back, you know, you get used that way. Yeah, that's true.
1: I'm trying to take care of my body. That's one thing that I'm placing a lot of emphasis on ever since this, this kicked off. Same. Um, do what you, do what you gotta do, man. Like you only get one of them until you can afford a knee replacement. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know i've been working my hips stretching my hips trying to keep it tr- trying to keep them warm once it's out it's out yeah dude i've seen some guys i saw some i saw i saw this one guy uh when we were doing a convention with headlight we were doing a convention in in phoenix and and it was a it was a local uh overhire union guy that was you know it was in the convention center so we had to use some union help and um Dude, he was walking around like with like just his hips like out of line, and like and like just and like a limp, you know. But he was like, he would not let you get ahead of him. Like he would not let you do what he was supposed to do. Like he's lifting something. I'm like, let me give you a hand. He's like, no, I got it. Like he just wouldn't do it. And it's like, all right, dude. That, That was that was like a turning point for me. That was when I just looked at him. I was like, I. That's, I don't want to be that guy. You can't keep eating up your body like that. Give me some fucking stages. paperwork. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you still got to keep your body moving, but. Yeah. I went to the gym today. I did my first, my first like real leg day in like two years. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And there's like two flights of stairs to leave the gym.
0: Really? Stretch. <laughs> you got to <laughs> stretch, bud.
1: I stretch, I kept it going, yeah. but I put some weight on it, like I'm, s- oh, I'm yeah. still skiing, so my legs, I'm not starting from ground zero, I still got some muscle yeah. there.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, you've been skiing a lot?
1: There's, how many days do I got in, 10 days, nice. 10 days in this year? Doesn't get.
0: sound like much, but getting to get use, up there. Getting used to that uh, season pass. I'm
1: never not going to have it, as long as I live in, in this part of the state. Yeah. Dude, it's the only thing to do in the winter. Nice. Especially this year.
0: Yeah, I hear, yeah.
1: But it's been great, man. We finally got
0: we got twelve inches. Yeah. On oh man, was it two weeks ago now? Yeah, we finally did get some snow. There's no, Dude, there's been no s- snow all all winter, and then we finally we got some before the holidays, out. and yep. then
1: on Christmas, remember we got all that, all that rain? Yeah. It killed everything. Yeah. The lifts, the lifts stopped turning. Really? At both the mountains on Christmas Day.
0: Wow. Yep. It was not good. Yeah.
1: So we finally got some good snow. Good. Uh, like I said, twelve inches. I heard the storm was coming, so I'm like, shoot, I'm getting a room. Like the storm's coming tomorrow. I got my room for tomorrow night. And I'll head up in the a.m.
0: Yeah, we pushed this a couple times for ski days. We did push this
1: a couple yeah. times for ski days. <laughs> it was good. well worth it, man. Man, I had a good time.
0: Great. Well, thanks for coming, Nick. I really uh, appreciate it. Is this where we're
1: going to wrap it? Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's great. Great talking. Great catching up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope. Um, I hope. I know we, we talked about more than we wanted, and I talked about myself a little bit too much probably, but. Um, this was a good back and forth. You felt good? Yeah. You feel good right yeah. now? I've never felt more comfortable hearing myself talk. Good. (laughs) Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Likewise, man.